Your hair? Oh, it's poofy. It's good. It's voluminous. Voluminous. V- voluminous hair. Voluminous hair. Volumin- voluminous? I don't know. Voluminous. So. You look good, Aya. Thanks, Josh. I almost, you know, almost like, almost like maybe it shouldn't just be on audio. Maybe we should have like a video well, podcast. <laughs> the way that you acted that we might use it at some point, I was like, eh, like You never know. Like, what if they we use this to memorialize us when we die, you know? Well, by then I won't care. That's fine. If they want to do it then, that's fine. As long as I don't have to hear about it. (laughs) Welcome back to Adulthood Friends, the podcast where two old childhood acquaintances, now friends, get to know each other as adults and discuss the things that matter. Or according to Josh, the things that truly matter. But I'm less into the whole uh, adverb use. I know. I like throwing in random adverbs. I know. It's just like, whenever people use adverbs, I'm like, don't tell me how to feel about things. I'll figure (laughs) it out. Okay. The academic in you coming out. I know. Dr. Ishai. Yeah. Well, you know. So I'm Josh Whitman. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Aya. I'll cut out. It's so easy to cut things. No, No, we're going to have to leave all of this in. Uh, No. You know, we didn't mention last time, by the way. I don't. How old, how old are we? Oh, yeah. That's an important thing to some people. They like to... If we're adults, what age. kind of adults? Are we 20-year-old uh, adults? Are we... I don't know. What do they think? I don't want to ruin anyone's image of us. Maybe they think that we're well, like 20 or 40. Probably Maybe we're so wise. Know us. The people who already know, so this is... <laughs> That's true. Um, so I'm uh, 31. Oh, we're both 31. Yeah, we're, we're both 31. In fact, our birthdays are... Two or three days. Two apart. three days apart. Yeah, your yeah. birthday's coming up in like a few days. Am I? It a few is days after that. It is. Yeah. Well, by the time so. this is posted, it might be. Yesterday. Happy early birthday, Aya. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> or belated, depending on when. Depending. So. Uh, yeah. So I'll be thirty-two. So we are truly adults, I think. Only, only in terms of age. Um, yeah. And today we're going to be talking about. Um, well, our topic of today will be about introverts versus extroverts and how um, we've been coping during this pandemic year, as you are, quote unquote, an introvert and I'm an extrovert. Right. Let's get this thing started. Yeah. All right. Boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Okay, so, so, yeah. Oh, well, you know, you go. <laughs> I don't care. Um, no, you go. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to, listen, we're talking about introverts versus extroverts. I think, you know, we should uh, clarify that uh, as we've gotten to know each other better, it's become clear that I am far more extroverted and you are far more introverted. But what does That's that correct. mean? Does that mean that you are 100% an introvert and I'm 100% right. an extrovert? Right. Well, that's a great question, Josh. Uh, I think <laughs> no one's quite a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's a, a it's a continuum. It's a continuum, of course, or a spectrum, whatever you want to call it. So, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of introvert extrovert has a history dating back about a hundred years. So Jung first came up with those terms and it's used in a lot of, well, it's used in the major personality. Uh, what are those called? personality tests yeah in yeah like the Myers 
Myers-Briggs type indicator, uh, which I know isn't like generally accepted in in academic little, psychology, but little, whatever, people bit. like it. It's got a lot of pop psychology uh, movement behind it's it. Than, and it's it, better than horoscopes. It is definitely, I agree, it's better than horoscopes. Plus, yeah, it gives you something. No, we, um, we could we just, we could just spend this episode trashing horoscopes. That would be fun. We could. Is there that much? Like, isn't that just obvious? I would, oh. <laughs> and there go all the people that were listening that were really into horoscopes. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Maybe this isn't the podcast for you. I just, they can go and do Myers-Briggs. I think it would appeal to the same people. Like people who like astrology stuff would probably like Myers-Briggs, but Myers-Briggs people don't necessarily like astrology. Well, we're we're both scientists, basically, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, my degree is in the humanities, but I have a scientific. Yeah. And I have a degree in neuroscience, but it's a, but it's a bachelor of arts. So. Right. 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 (laughs) yeah yeah and but uh uh, you know but we but we care about science and we care about truth and logic so yeah you know yeah and i mean anything that you use is kind of just a it's a lens through which you view the world or other people and if it helps you then great you should use it and if it doesn't then don't and i do find the myers-briggs to be helpful to a certain extent i don't think it really it's not um like you don't want to type yourself too much to the point that you limit yourself or that you yeah. become more stere- like a stereotype as opposed to a, you know, a general idea yeah. of what a person is like. But and for, for anyone who doesn't know, the we can we should oh, we yeah. come back to the Myers Briggs stuff about later. It, but but yeah. the Myers but Myers Briggs is basically you know those like you're an ENTJ and INF, you know, T or what what is it P yeah. They're just a bunch of a bunch of letters, four letter sequences that apparently say what you are. Um, but that's another, but basically yeah. within that is, is the introversion, uh, right. is, is one element oh, yeah. of that. Uh, but, um, let's just, you know, aside from the rest of the Myers-Briggs stuff. Um, so you're an introvert. Right. So we were focusing in on the introvert extrovert. And I mean, that is where it started was with young. So that's where it kind of does branch off from young, both the Myers-Briggs and the introvert extrovert stuff. Um, but it's also used in like the big five personality uh thing the big fi- i think that's a scientific term for it that's the a big scientific personality thing <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to be smart i thought maybe you know i have an, i have internet in front of me i could look it up what exactly it is but we I'm both could look it up it's much more it's much more fun not to is it better to just say big five thing. personality thing the so. uh big BFPT. five model it's the big five model <laughs> i looked it up so yeah, yeah um you know, it's got oh, like, yeah, like introversion, neuroticism. That's right. What's, what, what's on there? Uh, introversion, neuroticism, um, conscientiousness, openness, and what's the other one? assertiveness. And if okay. you look at it, it actually kind of does correlate to some of the Myers-Briggs if you want to get crazy about it, although neuroticism yeah. isn't on there. When I took a big five uh, test, it told me that my neuroticism was like in the 98th percentile. Of all the people who had taken the test, <laughs> you're pretty neurotic. But you know what? I'm pretty neurotic. Too. I mean, maybe it's a Jewish Are thing. You? But like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I might not be as neurotic as you. But you know, there's people who know me yeah. uh, here, especially when I'm working in my film stuff because I make movies. Um, they will tell you I'm quite neurotic when I get into stuff. In fact, they know Actually, me as the neurotic Jew. That is, as soon as we've start now that we're spending a bit more time and like 
not just kind of talking like when we're trying to do you know the description for the podcast and different things <laughs> yeah I would say you are pretty neurotic yeah yeah <laughs> agreed uh it's not there's even something talking. we have I mean, a little more in common but I don't yeah yeah I think I, I don't know do two do two neurotic people compliment each other or does that make no. it worse I don't know <laughs> do two I mean so I think the introversion extroversion thing works and I think you're you seem at least more relaxed with a lot of things. So that does help like with the, um, you know, with our anxiety. So my anxiety is very social oriented. Like I have a lot of social- A lot of social anxiety. Yeah, let's call it that. Although I don't want to put myself in that box because am I stuck there forever now? That's but... what this whole episode is going to be us putting ourselves in boxes. So I think we should yeah. just hear that. Yeah. Get, get used to it. It's true. So, <laughs> but just so yeah. we just so we're clear, yeah. any box we put ourselves into, we can get out of. It doesn't have to. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, to totally. My cat loves hiding helps. in boxes. She always gets out. Well, here's the thing. So the thing about defining ourselves, like your cat's so cute. Uh, the thing what? about defining ourselves. I said your cat is really cute. Um, oh, thanks. Uh, the thing about uh, defining ourselves so rigidly is that you know you could say you know it, it helps first of all to define ourselves or to come up with categories and definitions because it helps us better understand and explain the world and ourselves but if we you know if we if we if we're too rigid about it we end up creating these like self-fulfilling prophecies because then we say this is what we are so we expect us to fit yeah. neatly in this box that we're talking about and that's not usually the case and i mean so when we say that you're an introvert and I'm an extrovert, it means like you're, you tend to be more introverted. Does that mean you're never extroverted? Of course not. And sure. do I need my space? Absolutely. Um, sometimes sure. I think probably you're more introverted than I am. Like, I think I have a little more introversion in me than some people think because I'm so outgoing, but I think you're, I don't know. Do people, do you have more extroversion in you than people think? Um, it, I mean, I've kind of tried to, I've tried to lean into that a bit more, but I can honestly spend weeks alone and I just get like happier and happier. Eventually I miss people, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. Well, let's say the big difference here, you know, between the so-called introvert and extrovert is that you, an extrovert like gains energy from social interaction. Like, like interacting with people is invigorating. Like to me, I, I really, in general, I do love interacting with people. It, it like, I need it. You know what I mean? I need, I, I, it gives me energy for the day. Whereas for an introvert, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it takes energy. And so you need to, you know, it doesn't mean you can't, you don't like social interaction, but when you do, you might need time to recharge yeah, exactly. um, yeah. afterwards. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel um, invigorated after being alone. If I, if it's, if it's good alone time, you know, like if I'm doing the things mm -hmm. I like, if I'm um, in a good space, but uh, yeah, during the pandemic, I think this is the first time, oh, I guess we didn't even mention last time that we're in a pandemic, but everyone knows. Oh, we're in a pandemic. Everyone knows. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like <laughs> that. We, I kind of like that yeah. we didn't even mention it once because yeah. since this yeah. pandemic started, I feel like every single conversation has involved it. Like yeah. everything comes back to every ad starts with in these uncertain times. It's like, leave me alone. Yeah. Okay. We know everybody knows we don't need you to say things to us. Uh, <laughs> but now but it yeah, makes sense I, to bring it up a little bit, given what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And I think this was the first time, I mean, of course I'm, 
it's not a good, no part of it is a good circumstance, but I think it's one of the first times I felt that being an introvert is an advantage of some sort because I get to stay home and instead of it being like, people are like, oh, are you okay? You spend all day alone? Like, what's wrong with you? It's like, oh, you're so responsible staying at home. And I'm like, yeah. So this is like know. an introvert's this dream is, is basically. Kind of, yeah. Like, it's-, it's more than permission. It's like, yeah, you're just you're finally allowed to just stay home. Make you're no you're encouraged. And people, you yes. are now the model for other people. Like, everybody take a look at your introverted friends and be like Please, them is what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and people, but I, so I was going to ask you that. So you're you're you you've been doing relatively well during this pandemic mentally because it's been, you know, in yeah. tune with who you are. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to, um, you know, like minimize the the shittiness of, course, of the what. Yeah. yeah, and or even of people like people might be introverts, but being alone in an in not a good circumstance. Like I'm very lucky. I get to I live alone. I have a cat <laughs> like so I have all my books around like I have uh internet you know I have I have everything well we discussed last time your books your books are your friends yeah, and yeah. your cats but are I, people so yeah right <laughs> you're true. very you're, you're you have tons of uh that's right interaction. but I mean like people are in in not good situations at home it's not necessarily yeah. yeah so it's not to minimize that at all but if you're in a good situation and um and you know when I went into the like when the pandemic started I wasn't having any kind of crisis or anything, thankfully. So like I was, I was doing, I would say relatively well mentally and it kind of allowed me to continue improving because it gave me what I needed, which was more alone, more alone time or more, um, yeah, more solitude. I think the difference between, you know, there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely and being alone and having that sense of um, that you can do the things you want. I think this is where some of that self-fulfilling prophecy or that categorizing can be an issue though, because I do have a lot of friends who um, they categorize themselves as introverts. Mm. And, you know, while I I understand why, and I think that's true to an extent, I think that then they almost feel because they're introverts, they should be okay with certain things all the time. Like I'm an introvert, so Mm. it's okay that I'm always alone at home or it's okay that I'm, in fact, this is totally good for me. And then they wonder why after a long period of time of being totally alone at home, they're not feeling too good because I don't yeah. think it doesn't mean that you don't need social interaction. Yeah. You know? And it, yeah. And I, I mean, so when I say I'm alone, I don't feel that I'm without connection. So I should clarify that. Like I, I do yeah. have good friends and I do talk to them, um, you know, on the phone and I, I miss them now. Like, of course it's been so long. I'm like, I just want to go and hang out with my friends or like, like it, well, I'm sorry, I'm just saying the yeah, world is reflecting like the introvert's uh, mindset now more because there's just a general social pressure to like, who have you seen today? What have you done? What have you gone out yeah. to do? Did you go to this person's birthday? Did you, you know, did you go out to that dinner? And now everyone's like, I hope you didn't go out to that dinner. I hope you didn't go out yeah. to that birthday. I hope you didn't celebrate yeah. New Year's with your family. You know? Yeah, we're finally <laughs> given permission. Yeah. And I mean, so like what you were saying about your friends who consider themselves introverts and then feel that they should be okay. I think anytime you have like a should on your, on mm-hmm. anytime you think you should be a certain way, you're kind of setting yourself up for. Exactly. Then you're rigid. That's like, that's a, that's a sure yeah. sign. You're rigidly defining yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I you yeah. should, you know, open up, you know, you don't need to be, <laughs> you're, you know, if you're an introvert who feels like hanging out with people, 
does, doesn't not if you want to still consider yourself an introvert you can yeah and you can still go hang out with people and enjoy it for the day and not feel like you betrayed who you are and what you told everybody you were you know exactly um, <laughs> everybody asked me as this whole pandemic thing started they were like I got a lot of phone calls from people going hey Josh are you okay and I was really? like what do you mean yeah. <laughs> yeah they were like we just you're a pretty extroverted guy and I don't know I feel like this has got to be hard for you like uh are you, like if we just want to check in and yeah. you know are you just, <laughs> they, everyone just assumed I was suffering now I think, and were I you? think if I was um not as much as people think but only because so my living situation is very unique um I actually live in this old Victorian mansion in Los Angeles I rent a room here there's like I'm on the third floor and there's like 12 people that live in this house mm. so this became our what do you call it social bubble or what do you, yeah yeah this became our quarantine bubble yeah um so you know 12 people is quite a few you know, give and take, even if some people left to go home or whatever, but um, we've, that's been our, you know, we've had actually some really great social interactions within my house and I've gotten to at least see them. Um, and we've all gotten pretty close, I think. I, I also, you know, do sometimes like, you know, being alone here and there and, or at least, you know, getting, not, not having to, to go out and do things gives you time to focus on other things, right? Mm-hmm. So I've taken this time to adapt and, you know, I took up cooking this year. Nice. And for anybody who knows me, I think that's pretty funny because cooking is not something you think of when you think of me. Uh, you know, I used to make fun of people who post uh, pictures of their food on Instagram. Oh, really? Because you're totally one of, one of those people. Now, yeah. I, now, I, now I post pictures of food yeah. on Instagram. Oh <laughs> So, but I mean, that's what, you know, this year I think has been an opportunity to kind of focus on, focus on the things that you otherwise may never have, have, have taken up. Yeah. Um, and so in that sense, it's been, you know, I've distracted myself, but yeah, surely over time I have started to feel like, you know, kind of cooped up and closed yeah. in. Like I have so many friends here that I, I have I have one of my best friends lives in uh, his name's Leopold and he lives in France, and I talk to him almost every single day, you know, and I love him and he he it's it's a great you know it's amazing that we do that. Um, I have no one I can talk to every day. Like <laughs> nothing against people, I just I can't. It's too much of a. That's yeah, so much. I like doing that, but you know what's what what's what's hit me too is that there's people that live not in France but here in the same city with me. Hmm. And I'm no, basically this year, I'm no farther away from Leopold than I am from them hmm. because they, I, you know, I'm, if I'm video, you're not supposed to see people even, you know, in their own city, you know, and stuff. So you basically, you're video chatting them the same I'm video chatting people in France. Yeah. So everybody. So it brought you closer to distance. France and farther away from Los Angeles. Yeah. It made that feel closer in the sense that everybody else now feels more distant. Yeah. And that, I don't know if that's a, I don't know, like everything, there's advantages and disadvantages, you know? Yeah. I think what was interesting was to watch people. So for me, it was a little bit like, what's up with people? Because it was a few days in and people were like, oh, what are we going to do with all, we're home all day. Like, unless you're in some kind of situation that makes it super difficult for you. If you're just suffering from boredom, like, come on. I don't know. It, 
that's okay that's a little bit i mean well, well i do but... have i do have like i have a friend for example that he's he had to work from home now and some people yeah. like that it's been better for them but other people there's a separation in their lives between work right and 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 home you know they and that that kind of destroyed the work life separation i and should so take out now, that part where i'm like no no it's a, it there's just there's oh, many just angles to it i think um no it's important <laughs> you leave it in. Uh, i'm always all half the time it's just it's it's you uh, like second guessing like what we should i'm yeah. like no we gotta leave it all in yeah works and all but people are actually listening now i know people listen it's added a whole new yeah. layer before it was like someone might listen now it's like people are listening that's yeah, a whole other layer of like terror to this but so why the, yeah, I won't. Okay, I had like an, a veering off in another direction, but like, what's the point of what's the like? Why do we, people bother expressing themselves like this? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what's what, the point? Exactly. Like this? Like, what is the point of us talking and sharing it? Like, I I think it's very we've oh, it's been, so therapeutic. Yeah. So for us, well, it's good for us, but I mean, I'd, I'd imagine um, I I would hope this is therapeutic for anybody in a sense. You know, we all, when we watch movies or we listen to things, when we can relate, it's very um, satisfying and it makes right. us feel like we're less, actually makes us feel like we're less alone in the world. That's true. Um, Are we relatable, do you think? Um, I, I would hope so, I, unless yeah. we're like sociopaths. I would hope <laughs> that. I, in fact, in my understanding, we're all a lot more similar than we are different. So yeah. Yeah. I think that part of what's interesting to me has always been finding people who appear to be most different and then diving in deeper with them and then to discover how much, how similar we are in some ways or how we do connect. That's so beautiful. <laughs> no, it is, it's really nice. <laughs> We're all the I, same. I don't know, I think that's that's part of the, I mean, we talked about this a lot last week, I think, but that's that really yeah, is, we did, you know, yeah. a priority in my life. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, as we're talking to each other now, I keep, we keep discovering brand new things and that's great. I mean, it's true. I, I do want to hear though, like as, um getting back to the topic though for a second is introverts extroverts um as an introvert so you're you're basically saying that this has been like disneyland for you during this yeah. time i mean i say that but like <laughs> there have been times where it sucks like like i said i mean um i really wanted to celebrate with the other grad students and everyone like i've i've done that celebration with my friends or my colleagues that that, that finished and you go to the grad club and you drink out of the goblet of knowledge and it's just like a thing and all the profs go and all the students go and then the kind of the profs filter out and then it's just the students the grad students having you know their little party and it's it's super fun and I really I feel like I'm I mean that's such a I don't want to say that's a dumb thing but like of course that is the least of anyone's worries but it's not like I haven't had moments when I want to go I mean, visiting family is kind of a thing. Like I, I am in a bubble with my family here, my parents and my grandmother here, but I haven't seen like my brothers and my nieces and nephews for a while. And I, I do mm -hmm. need that occasionally, especially once I was, it helped me. Okay. So I should say at, right at the beginning of a pandemic, I was like, like before it hit, I was like, okay, I just need to spend like three months at home writing my stupid thesis so that it's done and I can move on with my life. And then it was like, everything's closed. And I was like, I guess this is the ideal condition for me to write. Um, so it did okay. help with that. Yeah. So I think that's why initially I was like- Less distractions. 
exactly less distractions I couldn't do any of the things even if I wanted to like I couldn't couldn't go out even if I wanted to so thank you for taking that distraction away from me um but yeah but I, I, don't, I, mean, I thrive on those distractions I don't know like that's <laughs> I mean I I love them when I'm procrastinating that that's why it was it was it helped me to finish my my work and it also kind of like um I mean especially in the beginning when I I was kind of anxious about even seeing my my parents and my grandma it yeah. kind of relieved me of well we it's nice and I enjoy doing it now but I was very stressed at the time so even our like Friday night dinner that we would have every week was like too it was like too much um interaction for me so I was like yeah I can spend weeks at home I know I'm not going to go anywhere you know you just get to like really I just feel like after that amount of time I really sink into my own mind if that makes sense like I just feel um I feel my most you're you're very comfortable with yourself right yeah I mean now you're 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 a good company to yourself yeah I guess so Uh, that's a nice way of putting it yeah and I mean sometimes I hate I'm terrified of being with myself too long oh okay I think so there is like um it's kind of like a little mountain that you have to reach so I, I feel like not a mountain that you have to reach um kind of like a hill that you have to get over. So I feel like spending time alone, the first little bit sometimes is like kind of uncomfortable and then you feel like a little bit bored. And then once you kind of pass that and you really like just get into your own brain uh, or just like, I don't know, you just sink into your own reality and then uh-huh. and then you're good. And then I can like, once you've hit that point, you're good for a while. Oh, it's kind of like when you're running, you know, at the beginning of a run, and you're like, oh yes. my, okay, at least this is how when I'm running. I just got I'm back like, from a run. I hate yeah, this I so you. much. <laughs> exactly. You hate it for like the first, I don't know, sometimes like the first 10 minutes. It's like, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, I'll just do this for like another two minutes. I can't handle this. And then you and get then into you hit, it and you want. Yeah. And then you hit the runner's high and you're like, I could do this forever. That's what it's like. That's how I feel <laughs> about being alone. alone. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, the when it comes to being alone, I'm the opposite. I, I kind of like it for like a second. It's kind of like when I go home and visit my family. It's like, I love seeing you guys. Yeah. Remote, but if we stay too long, it, who knows what will happen. Um, yeah. You know, I need to orient myself by getting, well, I don't know. I personally think that having, I don't know, if you have interesting thoughts, they're not meant to just stay forever with you. Um, you know what I mean? Like that, it's not that, okay, not, it's not that everything has to be shared, but I think we're, we're meant to, share with each other and we're meant to uh, we're, we're social creatures you know mm-hmm. I don't I think I think isolation leads to the worst things I mean and I'm going to get a little serious about it but I do think that you know hate fear and hate and everything comes often from isolation uh when people get together when they mix ideas and thoughts and, and that's when we, that's when uh that that understanding uh, takes away the possibility of fear, right? Mm. And when people are isolated, you know, there's sometimes I think of these like rural communities where everyone is like kind of isolated together there and they don't know the greater world. So they fear what they don't know. And that sometimes right. they hate, you know, and mm. I, I think of that like that's kind of on a larger scale, but I don't know. I kind of have this, um, this thinking day to day where I just want to constantly connect with people and being isolated for too long can lead to just negative things, I think. 
I don't know if I explained that well, but it's you did kind of like an overarching think, belief that I have. Yeah, and then it kind of goes down and focuses in on your day to day as well. So I mean, exactly. I for sure agree with the overarching stuff, of course. And I mean, I I miss travel. Like travel is wonderful, partly because of that. You know, you get to meet different people and kind of see a whole other world, or even just mixing groups. I I can like mixing with different people, etc. Whatever it is yeah. people do when they're outside. Uh, I don't remember anymore, but in terms of having like interesting thoughts and keeping them to yourself, I think that I have a hard time fully forming my ideas when I'm not alone. Like I have a hard time with um, things like, you know, they do like group brainstorm or so interesting. I'm like the opposite of you in this. I know I could tell when we were, so again, like not to get meta, but when we were trying to write the, um, even the descriptions for the podcast, you liked to talk on the phone and figure it out. And I'm like, my yeah, brain needs to be alone. Other people. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I, I don't. But here's the thing. I think by sometimes text, when... yes. By voice, no, because <laughs> it's too immediate. By text, I can look and think and then write back. You know, there's a difference. I don't know. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer too, right? As a, as a filmmaker, yeah. I feel, I don't know. I see a lot of, you know, the, I, I think collaboration in general produces some of the best things. People who try to go it alone I think it's hard it's harder to succeed it takes more time and then when you do while it is more specifically you like that person Mm -hmm. it there's a there's I sometimes I don't know I feel like there's I don't want to generalize entirely but I feel like there's usually some flaw there's usually something while while it's very while there's something bold about it and very um unique in its perspective it's usually missing some other perspective because it literally mm-hmm. is if it's just one person doing everything by themselves. But I find when there's collaboration, there's a lot better balance in, in the art. Um, and I okay. just find that happens as well with ideas. Like uh, I can sit for hours and hours and hours and hours perfecting uh, something that I'm writing and think by the time I'm done, I'm like, okay, it's great. And come back to it a day later and go, ah, wait, you know, you know you you get you get a new you get new eyes on your own eyes or new eyes on it right but it, it just goes a lot smoother and faster when you bounce ideas and collaborate with others as long as you don't I mean this this is like a whole other topic but you know involves ego and wanting to take all that credit for yourself hmm. um it can really ruin things you know yeah and I think that's why a lot of people at least in my field don't collaborate as much but I think you're, I mean, you're talking about not collaborating as a form of, <laughs> you just need to, you think you think more clearly by yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I agree that in terms of certain projects, I think the first time I really appreciated this though, was like, I didn't like, I hated group work until grad school. We did this one project and it was like a side project thing. And I remember everyone was doing their part and I had, I was kind of, I was more of an idea, but per- I don't want to say I was the idea woman, but like I had ideas and it was so strange to see other people doing the grunt work that I would never have done. Like they read the articles about it. They did the background. They did like, they figured some stuff out. I was like, this would have been nothing. This would have been a thing that I wrote down and did nothing about. And there were all these people and they added in different things that I could never have done. That's exactly it. So we have complement each other with, with with areas that we wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Right. I agree. And even now, like, I mean, this this podcast wouldn't have happened if it weren't for you actually 
following through on things because I have said, and you, hey, let's start a podcast to I don't know how many people. Uh, no offense, <laughs> not that you were like you're still uh, you're the one that we started. I started with, but yeah, there've been a few people. Where I'm like, yeah, it should be this and this, and we had like ideas, and there's no follow through, of course, um, which is most things in life, like. <laughs> I, I believe in being you gotta be results web. oriented you know no you and that's it. great and I mean at one point also like even after we recorded the first thing I was like mm, I don't know if I want to do it so I don't know if I want to post this I think I'm just gonna like lose the audio but um but so <laughs> oh, no I mean, there's been a tragic accident oh no sorry <laughs> um <laughs> So, I mean, even in that sense, collaboration meant that this happened. So of, I definitely um, appreciate what collaboration can do, but I think there are some things that are better done alone. I, can, I mean, for me, thinking right. and writing, I can, I, I can do the first draft alone better. Mm-hmm. It's not to yeah. say that, and you're right, like a lot of no, the time, yeah, right there will be that, a flaw. Yeah. There will be a flaw, I'm sure. There will be like a, an imbalance, but it'll be, it'll, I mean, we all, I guess we need to express ourselves in some ways. So (laughs) I, I think it's okay to express our imbalances and our flaws. Like maybe that's. Oh, I think especially when it comes to it, if you're doing something that you're not co-writing with somebody else, I think obviously we're going to do things on our own. I've written things that are, you know, I've written, not just co-written, but you know, in, in that first draft, I will do, you know, by myself, but I do find, you know, you, you can call it what you want, but like getting notes from others, bouncing ideas, yeah, yeah, right? Whatever it is, it's always, as long as I don't need it to be just, no, that's not my idea, so I don't want it. If it's a better idea, mm. objective, you know, like if it's a better idea, then, you know, screw it, whether it's mine or not. Um, yeah. That, okay, collabor- so that collaboration make, can make it better, yeah. So you're kind of talking a bit about the ego of people, like, people's well, need for recognition is that part of what you're talking about do you think there's well there is a, especially in my field I think ego can come into it when you uh, sure. basically when you when you that's that's one of the reasons I think people often want to go with things alone is because they want it to be all them mm. I know that's not what you're talking about exactly I mean you're talking about wanting I don't to know maybe it is a little bit I know part of me like for writing sometimes like I can't really imagine trying to write um something like it's a different thing to to make a film than to like I mean just write a short story or a novel like that it all starts in the same place solitary activity at least to start and then you get other people for the things that you can't do of course Mm -hmm. um but I can't imagine trying to sit and write a novel with someone I mean I who knows? Like maybe there is a person out there that I could do that with, but I've never met them. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, oh, you should write a novel with somebody. Some people do that, but it's more that you know, touching base and not completely keeping every. I mean, if you're writing a novel yourself, you're gonna want to get your thoughts out first, of course. Mm. But eventually, I think it's it's funny if we're coming back to this. I guess the idea is not to constantly be doing something with somebody else. Of course not, right? You need to do things by yourself. But eventually you got to share <laughs> what, okay. What if we go, what if we say it like this? What if you write this novel and then you never, and then you just keep it. Would you, would you ever like write something and then never share it? Oh yeah. With any, yeah. That's you a write problem. A whole novel and then never. <laughs> I think if I wrote a novel, I'd probably like 
because that's an accomplishment in itself just writing enough of a thing but I mean yeah like and just keep it to yourself because you don't want anyone to see it because you're well this goes into a little bit what I was saying like having certain like ultimately I think we're social creatures and we need to share our thoughts and share like that's why I think if I were on an island by myself somewhere I'd go crazy like Mm. you know whatever I did would just stay and die with me and that's just really sad I think um I mean ultimately okay so you you want to live on through your works. I mean, I kind of believe that we, that is how we, I think we all kind of, this is like a whole other thing, but I feel no, like we're all. I think we're done with the other stuff. <laughs> no, we ran I feel like we're, no, no, I have something I'm going to bring up, but oh, okay. I, 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 I do feel like we're all trying to achieve a certain immortality in a way. And because we can't physically achieve immortality, we do it through, other means right we and the most common way is probably children right we have children they right. have children right and we we live on through our children you know but architects will live on through their buildings you know writers will live on through their stories um doctors will live on through the you know they save somebody's life and they have children now they you know they live and on it's a bit them. of a stretch but okay yeah i'll take i'll, I'll agree <laughs> yeah. with the other ones sorry <laughs> no i just mean like everybody you want to basically gotcha. leave an in yeah. the point i'm saying is you leave an impact a, a lasting impact on the world mm -hmm. yes. right in some form or another and to to make something or even to say something or to have thought you know and not share that uh, and just keep it to yourself doesn't impact the world and I think that's what gets me um, about being too isolated and too you know to not what, like how else do you impact the world without going out into the world you know, sharing. But what about the people who need to be in isolation in order to create the things that later they will give to the world? So I do understand, yeah, so I do understand, I guess, being isolated for a time mm -hmm. and then, but eventually you got to come out and, and share, I think. I don't I know. You can't. Well, yeah, but I mean, there are ways of connecting without really being too far out there. Like I would be happy with like an 80% alone, 10% expressive time like yeah you know like I think so it's the, really just, just a matter of percentages here yeah yeah the ratio just a matter yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a continuum of how much I, I think we probably be. agree just more we don't agree on we like we have a different ratios of what that needs to yeah be. yeah I need I, I need more I need to be out there more I can't be I, I I don't mind like what you're saying like you know staying alone either doing stuff here by myself or you know keeping it to myself for a little while but eventually I, I don't know I think I need to get out there sooner than you would yeah so I think that's part of it too is the sooner because I think you're very um so I'm very uncomfortable with the idea of presenting an imperfect version of myself which of course I'm going to and I've accepted that mm. but like part of me so for example in terms of like writing fiction I love writing fiction when I do it I'm very happy but I barely write because at least up until recently I've been like no, there's a lot more that I need to do before I am capable of writing what I need to write. So it's like I had to get ready or I had to like perfect some skill or I had to read enough books about writing or I had to read enough books about whatever. I mean, that's just an example. That's not necessarily what it was. So I'm yeah. afraid to like, to like, it's almost like publishing an unfinished work, which everything is now I've realized like everything. Logically, you know that everything is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, like now that I've, like, I used to tell my prof, she'd be like, is it finished? I'm like, it's only finished when it's due. 
like it's never finished yeah. it's just like, I like you and she wasn't a do. huge fan of that but yeah um yeah it's so I was like it's not it's never going to be finished you're just going to give me a due date and I'm going to have to hand in something so that'll make it finished yeah. but it, it's still it's never finished so that's why I think if, I I, think, if you're like making I'm sorry I can't even no I just and I think that like coming back to what you were saying I think that you're comfortable um putting things out there without worrying about what people will think so much maybe not or maybe you push through that discomfort because there is a discomfort yeah. for all of us yeah so, so I think yeah. I think sometimes it's it's not that we and that's that's what happens when you get to know you know people you think are so different is they might be more similar but they might just they might push through that feeling like do I get social anxiety of course yeah I get do social you? anxiety yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I do at times but I've practiced you know certain patterns I, I think we all practice certain patterns I do probably not to the same degree but I've also pushed through some of that right I know yeah. like the more you do anything the easier it it is right and I've thrown myself in these situations it's kind of like you know I used to act in theater um it's terrifying every time but it's also thrilling you know there's, there's like a thrill to putting yourself out there uh it's or exhilaration about it and yeah it's I think that I don't know just putting yourself out there and 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 doing it over and over again helps for sure yeah I mean it's um what's the word for that like um exposure therapy basically yeah yeah like I I agree with that for for sure and I mean I used to be terrified of even just talking to someone like talking to a stranger I'd be oh my god so I mean I made myself do things like I had a job as a like as a server at a restaurant which some people are like I can't imagine you doing that and I'm like was it at that Vietnamese restaurant that we went to yeah that one but first it was at the other they had like it was a family that had two restaurants so I went I worked at like the downtown fancy one and then they gave me some part-time stuff at the one that we ate it's really good pad thai super good um yeah pad thai I mean you can still order in but yeah next time we see each other we're getting pad thai that's what I, I think yeah, I think it's a good call. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always happy to eat some pad thai. Um, but yeah, it forced me to talk to people. Like, also the boss used to make us do the worst things. Like, you'd just be like, there would be like someone walking down Dundas. So it was right yeah. on Dundas Street in London, which for people who are not in London, it is a relative, eh, it's kind of a busy street, but it doesn't matter. It's downtown. So someone would come and look at the menu, you know, the menu that's posted outside the door. Yeah, and I'd kind of keep an eye out, like in case they come in, and the and my boss would be like, hey, "Aya, Aya, come here, come here, come here." Be like, "Listen, you're gonna go out and you're gonna tell them the menu looks good, but it tastes even better." And I was like, "I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's really dumb." <laughs> and <laughs> I really don't want to do that. And he's like, "No, go, go do it, go do it." I'm like, oh, "God damn it, I have to do this." So I. So I would say that to them and I'd have to, and like, once you're doing something that dumb, you have to commit to it. It's like, it's not like being on stage, but it's like, I was like, yeah. I'm going to look like a, at least, you know, I'm not going to go out and be like, oh, so many looks good. It tastes even better. I was just like, Hey guys, you know, and I said it all cheery. Like I, like I was a different person and like acting some, almost you might say basically exactly it's like acting yeah and some people would laugh and some would be like oh my god and I'm like I get it I get the reaction of oh my god like that would um and sometimes they'd come in after that because they're like oh this girl talked to us I guess I have to come in and some would just keep going but it doesn't matter in the end I never saw those people again and nothing happened so you kind of teach yourself that you can yeah 
yeah, you can make as much of a fool out of yourself <laughs> as you want and nothing, well, not nothing bad yeah. happened, but like, yeah, it, it kind of, because your brain tells you like a horrible thing will happen if you look bad or if you say something stupid or if you make a fool out of yourself and then you do the thing and nothing happens and no one cares and you're like, I guess not. Uh, even I think if you introvert do that or logically. extrovert. I think yeah. that's, a, that's something yeah, that's, that's, that you have to learn, you know? Maybe that's just humanity. That's just human. I mean, just because you get energy from hanging out with people doesn't mean it's any less terrifying to actually go do it. And I also worked oh. as a, I worked as a food delivery guy for this restaurant. Like I worked, sometimes I had to serve as well, but it wasn't that type of restaurant. But uh, basically they had their own delivery service. And I, for two and a half years, I, over, all over downtown Los Angeles, I was deliver food. I'd go up to their apartment buildings and hotels yeah. or wherever they lived and get into multiple conversations a day uh, with people yeah. as you, you know, I mean, you could just kind of go, here you go, bye. But I you, know, you also want to get a tip. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you get trained into, and it also make again, like you do things over. And I remember the first few times I did that, I was terrified as well to go and interact with strange people like people I don't know at all. Um, and you never know. I mean, there, there were a few instances too, where I had some negative interactions with people who just were either cruel to me or kind of, you know, they just, just really, some, some people are, are crazy. I don't know. <laughs> you meet them, they, they have misunderstanding about something and they put it on you. Um, and that can really put you off, you know, but I do, but I do, I did get a thrill, even though I was terrified about, about doing this, you know, about having these interactions. Like that was my favorite part of the job was actually interacting with people. When we worked at the library, honestly, that was a terrible, when you and I, when we worked at the library, mm -hmm. that was kind of a terrible job for me as a person because- We weren't allowed I, to talk to people. Yeah. You were not allowed to talk to people. You were <laughs> like, this is the best job in the world for me. Yeah. I was yeah. suffering every time. They were like, if someone comes up to ask, because we were a, a known as a, a page, our job was we were, we were a page. Not like and a page that in a means book. We, like not a page school. in a book but that was yeah <laughs> we, we weren't the librarians we didn't go to yeah. you know we didn't get a degree in library sciences so most of them what did, that meant yeah. was okay. <laughs> basically if someone were to come up and ask us hey where is harry potter located i couldn't i wasn't supposed to talk to them i was supposed to I tell always them, oh, you people. need to go to the front yeah Can so i be honest i, I, I always I, talked and i love telling <laughs> okay i don't like talking me too. to people but I love talking to people about books and I knew where things were. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to tell them. I loved. Of course we did. Them. I also knew where things were. So yeah. of course, why we're the ones we? putting and it away. got, it got so awkward, but sometimes they'd be watching me and they, yeah. you know, they, I could see that they saw me. Someone came up to ask. So they'd be like, Hey, could you tell me where, where Lord of the Rings is? And I'd be like, um, actually, if, I'm sorry. You have to go to the, the front desk. And ask a, yeah. I'm just a page. Yeah. I just shelf books. And they're like, uh, but you, we work here, right? I'm like, I do. And they're like, well, don't you know where it is? I'm like, yeah. yep. And they're like, well, tell me where it is. I'm not allowed to do that. They're like, that's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. And they're like arguing me. I'm like, I know, but I'm, and then they come over and they're like, Josh, is there something, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, sorry, you should be, <laughs> you know, come, come, come talk to us instead. And they always get frustrated with me and I would love to talk to them. And this yeah. was like eight hours of work or whatever, where we were supposed to just shelve books and not talk to anybody. I would, to talk to you, uh, or a friend Amanda who worked there, like to talk to you guys doing the shift to sneak just a few yeah. minutes in here and there was what kept me going. Cause otherwise I, that was, I was going crazy. 
I read the yeah. back cover of every single book, but I didn't read yeah, it. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, like they would catch me reading sometimes. Like there was one shelf, there was one like row where they couldn't really see you from most places. So I'd like find mm -hmm. a good book and like hide in there. I don't know why I'm telling this. It's okay. Now you can. But this is, what yeah, are now do? I can. What are they going to do about <laughs> Everybody it? Yeah, did I think something. it was Everybody honestly, it was a like union that. thing. They couldn't like, so we had to tell them like, uh, they made up some dumb excuses too. Cause like half of them, so none of those, all right, I'm not going to shit all over the library, but like <laughs> most of them did not. We worked there for like, sites. I worked there for five years. You too? Was it? Yeah, I worked there for a while. Yeah. And yeah. some of them were lovely, like, like really lovely, but some of them were also like really, I don't know, just like stick up their asses. Okay. I'm totally <laughs> going to cut all of that out. No, that's Woo! not a say. It's, it's, it's no, yes. <laughs> like you're like writing down what you're coming out. Yeah, I'm writing down the time, so I know. No, no, leave it. No, I don't have to tell everyone that the women there has truth sticks up there. Yeah. They were timing our breaks. Well, that makes sense. I think they I just were. had like a, yeah. That was not always, I mean, you were, but you were, they loved you. I, I what? was not they did not. at a library. They did. No, they didn't. They hated I me. I think they did. No. Who loved me? I think loved me. Like, okay. One of like the I don't even top remember their names. Like, oh my god. Okay, maybe that's why they didn't like you. I, I no, like, I don't think I, they liked I, me. I don't know. I think you don't realize how many people like you much more than you think. Right? Oh, thanks, Josh. I think this is part of your me. needing to be perfect. I think if it's not perfect, it's not. It's, it's it, not good. It's enough. not good. It's not acceptable. Yeah. But no, yeah, you were. I whereas I was always, again. I this is coming back to this. I needed that social interaction and I was working at a library where yeah. we were not allowed to talk oh, right. to anybody for hours. Yeah. 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 So I, again, I, I, this was at least more up your alley for your personality type, right? Right. For sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I was one of the, to, to move on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a question for you because we've talked about what some of the positives of being an introvert in that regard could be. But when you when it comes to making friends, especially adulthood friends, yep. Do you feel like it's harder for an introvert to make friends? I mean, uh, I think I can fake it at this point. Like people don't meet me and think I'm an introvert anymore. Um, uh, I think there is like a stereo. There's a weird. Uh, not as much recently, but for a while it was a negative thing to be shy or to be introverted or, or both. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, theoretically that could make it difficult, but I don't think I've ever had trouble making friends. I don't know. Like, but when you, so when you go to make a friend yeah. situation, is it just something that naturally happens or do you find yourself pursuing, like, mm. do you ever pursue friendships is my question. That's a good question. It's been so long since I've been outside. Um, <laughs> okay, let me think. Let me think. I have to think about this. Uh, I don't well, think it's hard. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Um, do you have, because, because it's what I've seen from a lot of my friends who are introverted, they seem to have a little less initiative. Mm. They, take a, they take less initiative when making, when, because yeah. they don't reach out to people because they're introverted so they right. generally wait for other people to reach out to them I don't know if they don't reach out to people because they're introverted I think there are a few things going on there because 
when I don't reach out to people, there are a few different reasons. One, I don't want to, cause I don't feel like it. That's, that would be because I'm introverted and I don't want to interact with someone. Yeah. That would be, <laughs> so that would be the reason. But if they're, if they want friends and they're not reaching out, probably more likely they're afraid of rejection. So I would say that's more of like a self-esteem thing or um, like a fear, like they're uncomfortable being vulnerable to a certain extent, because if you do reach, so let's say you don't reach out, it's like you didn't put yourself out there. There's no rejection because you didn't even try. So you can kind of like mm-hmm. give up before it even starts. If you but do put do yourself you think- out there and you don't get a response or something, then you think something, you right. you get to think that there's something wrong with you, which we all think anyways, but like, but you don't think there's something more when it comes to introverts versus extroverts? Because I, I, I've even seen this as a like a meme online, you know, about how introverts, you know, <laughs> the, uh, in, 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 introverts make friends when an extrovert adopts them. You know, <laughs> like, I hate that. I like, hate that so much. <laughs> but it's but it but obviously this is no. This is, maybe it's not true for <laughs> you, but <laughs> I don't but know. Where like, is it? But. <laughs> um, I think that is like a reflection of what how our society sees extroverts as the people who are able to function in society and introverts as like but you don't think it just the ha- losers who need more? like a big brother type to adopt well, them not saying, them well, the well you're looking at it as a need what if it's just a, an observation because I do feel like I've adopted a lot of introverts as friends <laughs> and that I have taken the initiative with yeah. And and to go a step further maybe with this, they didn't want to be adopted. Maybe they just yeah, maybe to be I really alone just, and happy. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're I just, just really... bothering them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you considered my best that you're just <laughs> pissing them off, okay? And you're like, oh, they need more attention. They're like, oh my God, this Josh guy really needs to talk to someone. I guess I'll I'll talk to him. Maybe that's what's happening. I'm so <laughs> maybe, sorry. but I'm sorry, no, Josh. But on the other... <laughs> no, but on the other hand, I, I've been told by by some of my introverted friends that they wouldn't have otherwise taken that initiative because mm. of that, you know, that being their personality. And right. so here's the thing, if it's someone like me, hopefully that's a good thing. You know, I'd like to think I'm a good person and a good friend, but what I think can happen as a kind of a negative here is that sometimes the people who take that initiative are not always the best people. Um, oh, and then you end up with people... Be, yeah. Can be taken, can be taken you know, advantage they, of exactly can be taken advantage of or to somebody can take advantage of their kindness or you know when you are more passive and you let other people be more active uh, and come into your life you're not mm-hmm. really being selective they are so oh. I mean I say this because I feel like I've seen this happen I have some really good introverted friends who I feel like they get betrayed more by other people and I don't know. I feel like this is probably, you know, talking about no, you know, I think betrayal this is, and stuff will be another yeah. discussion. But that's a really good point, actually. So, I mean, also the fact that I had such a strong uh, response to you saying that extroverts adopt introverts probably says something. Yeah, very about defensive. It yeah, I did because I think that I think that that has happened. Like, I've I've become friends with people now. Like, now that that question that you asked earlier has settled, and I can actually think about it. I think like I have become friends with people that I don't like because they're so (laughs) full of themselves or they're so easy to talk to because they mostly talk about themselves that it's easy to be friends with them. So like Mm -hmm. in places where I was uncomfortable, let's say, I would usually become friends with a person that now I look back and I'm like, that was not a good person. They were friends with me because I let them talk because, you know, they could kind of just be the, the, uh, 
you know extrovert star yeah. in the relationship like they didn't you I didn't, didn't have to like, spend as much energy them. they expended yeah. the energy yeah they expended yeah but it's not a real friendship that's just like a yeah that is in a sense being taken advantage of and um yeah so that is a good point and I I mean good I, introvert friends like to but feel I've, like they can yeah. be alone together you know right so I kind of make like now that I am more comfortable uh interacting with other humans as an adult uh I usually <laughs> I usually find the introverts like I'll I'll kind of uh like I'll scan and I'll be like and I'll find the introvert and I'll be like that's gonna be my friend and then I'll go sit next to them so I mean you do take initiative I do take initiative but with other introverts because I understand them to me they make sense I'm like oh yeah you look really uncomfortable I get that but I'm uncomfortable (laughs) Um, you're like hey I'm one who's like figured out maybe a, a, a few things and you know I can yeah, I just like act like you, an extrovert you know, then. Just acting. Yeah, just well, like, you probably are more extroverted to them. Because there's different, as we said, there's different levels. It's weird, though, because I thought I was pretty introverted in terms of, um, like, when I take those tests. Uh, who knows? Internet It can change, though. Anything. I mean, we do change as we get older as well. You know, I've known people who said they were more introverted as kids, and they suddenly blossomed into this crazy extrovert. Huh. Um, okay, Let's take away the negative imagery with introverts, though. Like introverts, you can blossom as an introvert as well. That's the only thing. No, yeah, That's no. Only, I was going to say the the vice, okay. the opposite is totally mm-hmm. true as well. I okay. didn't mean that as a negative thing. No, it's in okay. fact, it's As okay. I said, some of my best friends in the whole world are introverted. No, um, I know. And I always a, feel like I'm oppressing like a, them just a little bit. <laughs> like <laughs> if you're wife? an extrovert, like I always feel as the extroverted friend, I'm always I always feel like I'm oppressing them just a little bit, like when mm-hmm. we hang out. Like I could just sense that my personality is sometimes exhausting. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just me in general, but especially <laughs> energy. Yeah. I have a lot of energy. You do, yeah. Um, but that's good. That's I, good. I, I I can sense, especially imagine that even with other extroverted people, I have a lot of energy. So you can imagine with some introverted people, it can be a lot. Um, mm. And sure, they might be thankful that I help you know push them out of whatever box they were in that day. But on the other hand, it might be like, I need to now recharge for three weeks after hanging out with you, Josh. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I can imagine that that's a, that's a constant struggle there, right? You know, between extroverts and introverts. You know, mm. So we keep reducing this. Yeah. I think we can move on from that topic. Yeah. Uh, I get defensive about the introvert thing sometimes. I think because, like, I think, like, fairly recently, my mom was describing me to someone and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I told them, like, you're shy or something. I was like, don't tell them I'm shy. Like, what am I, a five-year-old who's still shy? Like, you can tell them I'm introvert. And she's like, introvert? That's way worse. I'm like, that's not worse. What are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh, yeah, so that's... there's a stigma. Do you feel there's like there's a stigma, a stigma attached to it? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I actually feel like there's an equal stigma that I, there are people who will be like, well, you're such an extrovert. Like, Really? Such, and sometimes it's a, oh, in a negative. Extroversion is, is uh, like, lauded. I need a better word uh is like celebrated in our society if you're extrovert it's like oh you're the life of the party you're the bloopity blah he was um you know whenever they describe someone who dies they're like oh she loved everyone she was so extroverted and bubbly and happy and blah 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 like I don't know why I said someone who dies but like you know (laughs) that's like yeah they're never like oh she was so wonderful she stayed home alone all the time like nobody (laughs) says that well oftentimes I think introversion is also tied to intelligence though People often think of people who are more introverted sometimes as more 
Oh, you they know, think... they're just these quiet geniuses. Yeah, often they aren't, though. Like, that's definitely not true either. And sometimes these extroverts are these just dumb, you know, like, uh, yeah, you, you know, no, we like don't have to give people. extroverts a negative either. It's just <laughs> like, it's, it's just difference. It's just differences in how you interact a little bit. But do you think a lot you know... of it just comes down? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think a lot of well, it just comes ask, down? Do you think a lot of it just comes down to so, uh, social anxiety? Um, partly, partly. So what I was going to say is, did you know that um, like one of the most or possibly the most uh, commonly prescribed prescription for SSRIs or known as antidepressant, but like Prozac and all of those things. Um, I was reading a book about how one of the things that it changes is introversion. So it makes you at least act more extroverted. Um, like people mm. who take them. So, I mean, it could be that it's lowering anxiety. So it makes people seem more extroverted, but people taking, you know, those kinds of tests. Uh, yeah. And, it, and I mean, it reflects, it's reflected in a lot of things. Like, so I'll use myself as an example. I, when I was teaching, I would go into a classroom and all the lights are on and there's this like bright lights and I would have to close half of them because that was a lot of stimuli. Like, I feel like bright lights really bother me. And I mean, the students would mm. joke like, uh, I was hungover or something. Um, <laughs> but like, as soon as I, and I, and you know, when I, oh, this is too personal, whatever. No, well, when I no, went on, no. shit. Uh, when I went on um, Zoloft, I was like, suddenly bright lights oh, yeah. didn't bother me anymore, which is super weird. So it's like, that. I mean, that was one of many things, but like, all that, all the stuff that's overstimulating when you're um, like yeah. highly introverted was no longer an issue. It was just like normal, which I mean, it's weird to see the world the way that everyone else has been seeing it this whole time. Cause I like in my house, my parents would turn on the light and I'd be like, oh my God, what is with all the brightness? And they're like, why, what's wrong with you? And not just in terms of light, lighting, but in terms of anything, they'd be like talking. I'm like, why are you yelling? Or why are you so loud? And they're like, no, it's just how we talk. So it's almost like the world is at too high a volume for, for like an intense in, introvert. And then like, but you, it's like a physiological thing. Like it just feels, um, mm. I don't know, maybe we didn't have enough serotonin and somehow the lights seem too bright. <laughs> But like, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for sharing some of those personal details, because I think that could be very helpful for people to hear about something that shouldn't be stigmatized. First of all, that's true. Yeah. None of that. I don't I don't personally. It's not. In fact, I think most this is something most people is a a part of their lives. A lot of people that I know. It's true. And yet everyone feels like we can't. Yeah, it's funny. Something we can talk about. It's it's too personal. So I just want to say thank you for that. But I have a question then. Do you feel like introversion is more tied to things like depression or is that just a myth? Um, I mean, there's so much written about that that I don't, or like people know better than I do about that. I would say that Mm -hmm. uh, anxiety and depression, I mean, this is news to anyone, but anxiety and depression go hand in hand. So they kind of feed off each other. Have you seen the show Big Mouth? I know that's like. I haven't um, seen that. I've heard about it. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta watch it. So it's, they have these in the last season they had uh, and like the season before they have these personifications of like depression. It's like this big like cat. that's just like, Oh, just come. We'll go to sleep. We don't have to go up. And the anxiety is like these mosquitoes that are buzzing in your ear telling you like, Oh, oh they personify those things. 
yeah so it's like uh oh if you go to this thing and something happens then you'll be alone forever and you're gonna die alone and everything's good and it's like yeah that Mm -hmm. is what your brain does and then it goes into depression and they kind of feed off each other so I would say people who are anxious which might be more you're more often introvert but I mean I don't know I don't want to try classifying that when I really have no idea but um I mean I've taught I remember my dad so I for the first time like I remember I remember talking to my dad about I, I used to I used to kind of just used to like my dad and I can sometimes like when I when I talk to him a video chat with him he, can you hear the sirens and uh, I can, in the yeah. background here? Okay. Yeah. Oh, LA, LA, uh, LA. Yeah, classic. It's just getting louder and louder. Okay. Um, my, so yeah, so when I talk to my dad, sometimes I feel like, you know, we'll get into these arguments and I don't understand, like they don't, they're not logical to me, right? Mm-hmm. I, they're not, um, yeah, my dad's not a very, logical. yeah, my dad's a very introverted person I learned, right? And again, I'm not so, I can already see us why sometimes we we can clash, right? But we get into these arguments and I would never understand them. I remember always like, I feel like part of my whole my film career has just been like trying to understand my dad. <laughs> this might work. Uh, but that's a whole other talk. Um, I like that. But talk. <laughs> tell me more. Yeah. About but, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doctor Isha. <laughs> uh, but when um, how do you feel? <laughs> so when I do, but when I talk to him. Uh, not long ago, actually, when I talked to him, I remember having a little bit of this breakthrough where I realized I was like, Dad, you, I think you have anxiety. I think you have mm. some really deep rooted anxiety. And we, you know, and talked to him about that. And it just suddenly became clear to me. I was like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm arguing with your anxiety. Um, this is, that's the illogical part, right? The, the anxiety comes out, then we give it a couple of days and he's, you know, he's seen things more clearly or I believe he has, you know, and I realized that, you know, oh, I got to, you know, the, I've, I've got to tackle the anxiety first, you know, um, or, or like, or understand that first and, and realize when that's popping up. And I feel like, you know, maybe we're stepping away a little bit here, but I feel like anxiety is something that's super not well understood still by a lot of people or people don't take it seriously as yeah. they should. Anxiety is a very, very serious thing that people suffer from. And, you know, we don't realize sometimes that's, that's at the core of what, um, you know, what the issue might be. And I think sometimes we yeah. might, I, I don't know if you feel that that can be very tied in with introversion or, you know, social I mean, we can move away from introversion a little because I think this is getting more interesting, but like, <laughs> well, no, but of... I, I, part of what's, what I thought about, yeah. why I, I thought about that was because of the social anxiety right? Um, yeah. that is inherent with a lot of um, introverts. I think a lot of people are just socially anxious. They don't realize that they're just, that that's what's making them stay home or that's what's making them not reach out. That's why when I was saying like, there's a difference between being introverted and enjoying your time alone. And just being afraid to reach out because you're afraid of rejection or you're afraid of what people will think that's anxiety versus like, that's, that's the anxiety speaking. It's the anxiety telling you, Oh, you, people don't like you. And so if you reach out, you're just going to prove that you might as well just like, you know, well, you um, feel like you anxiety is a part of your life. Um, so it's an interesting thing because I don't, I, I don't really, it's hard to say what is me and what is anxiety. Like it's um, 
so okay so when I first went on now that I've talked about it I guess I can just go right into it um I, I was very hesitant to try any kind of medication because I was like no, but my anxiety is me. Like, that's what I'm like. That's who I, I am. <laughs> that's who I am. Like, I am yeah. a person who, like, overthinks everything. Like, one time or occasionally I would kind of externalize my inner thoughts. Uh, and people would be like, wow. Like, I had this one friend. She was like, I used to think I overthought things. Because it was something like this, just to give people an idea. Like, I would interpret everything everything that happens all the time and remember every single bit of every conversation and go over every little bit of every conversation after it happened. And um, so like one of our, one of the profs, like our supervisor came and, and talked to us and then she left and I was like, do you think that she was mad at me? Cause I felt like maybe she was mad at me, but maybe it was cause last week I said this thing in that one conversation and maybe she was thinking that. And I don't know. Do you think that because I could go tell her or will she not know what I'm talking about? Because sometimes people don't know what I'm talking. About. It was just like <laughs> I I just experienced yeah. it and they were like, whoa, what's happening? Is that what's going on under there all the time? And I was like, yeah, you guys not have this. Is that not normal? Like, what are you guys doing all the time? Um, and yeah, so I just thought that that's how I am. And you kind of when you live with something like it's hard to say that it's something wrong or that it's like. Uh, because it, I've always, I've just always been like that. So at least as far, as long as I can remember when it was suddenly gone, like, um, so I was lucky that the medication really worked very well for me. And when it was suddenly gone, I was like, um, is this how the rest of you see the world? Because it's so much easier now. Like it was just like a whole layer of crazy had just, the volume had been turned way down on that inner critic. And it was just like, I can just do things and not worry or, you know, I'm not spending half my day reliving the other, the, the first half of my day or like going over everything that I might've done wrong during the first half of my day. And you're not like, you would do that for like a whole chunk of your day. Of course. Yeah. Like the, Oh, <laughs> I like, have half course. an hour now. I better go through every conversation and, and break. And this is what you enjoy doing when you're alone. No, no, I didn't. That was not the enjoyable part. That was when being alone sucked. Uh, being alone isn't fun when you're in that. Like, uh, I right. enjoy being alone. See, that's what I'm, I'd be afraid healthy. of happening yeah. if I was just by myself right. all the time, like yeah. going no, over that my was, own thoughts. It didn't, the thing is, if I was around other people, that was the food for thought. Like, that was what fueled that kind of crazy thinking. If I wasn't around other people, there was nothing there that I had to analyze. Like, I don't have to analyze my own interactions with myself. I'm fine. It was interactions oh. with other people. Like, did I offend that person? Did I upset that person? Did they say something? Do they hate me? Do they do this? Like, it was. These uh, are the things that might lead us to even say something. Like, when you start talking about this stuff, it's like, hmm. oh, wow. Saying someone's an introvert is so simplistic. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we don't know why they're yeah. not interact. You know, they don't want. Exactly. Maybe they don't yeah. want, they're not. Want, maybe they would love to interact with other people if they weren't going to second guess themselves. Exactly. Over and over again. Yeah. All day. Because sometimes I think like, okay, I know that if I hang out for one That's hour. That's the exhausting part. Yeah. With this person, I'm going to exhaust myself, but it doesn't actually have to be that way. So um, one big thing for me was realizing, oh, I can just, so, I mean, part of it, I think affected my memory. Like I had, a, I used to have like a very, not used to, like generally my memory was like crazy good in that I would remember every name of every single person that someone mentioned mm -hmm. in the conversation I could go over a conversation over in my head again I almost yeah. like it was almost like my brain was like oh my god I don't want to do that 
And it was just like, cause my, my habit of mind was to go and, and relive that whole thing. So let's say I had a, whatever, some kind of social interaction. Okay. Uh, two hours later, uh, my, I have like downtime. My brain's like, okay, we should review that. See if I made it. It's like mistakes. a negative side of a superpower that you had. Like, yeah, like exactly. A side effect of like this amazing yeah. thing. You can remember all these details, but well, it's because your a- brain is telling you that all of this is important when it isn't mostly like most of it yeah. doesn't matter. So, um, it's like, you know, when you review a chess game to see all the little mistakes you made, it was like that, mm-hmm. except social interactions. Yeah. So it does nothing for you. Um, and it was just, uh, I understand doing that. Like when it comes to like dating and stuff. Like, people do that, listen, that's a very common thing for dating, you know, but. you're looking at it from a point of view of how useful it is. It is not useful or necessary <laughs> because as soon as you can relax, like I couldn't be myself because you know, you're it's so much easier to be natural right. now. So like, I was afraid that you know, like, oh, what if my, what if this pill takes away my anxiety and then I'm not me anymore? To the contrary, it kind of turned down the volume on that annoying, angry uh, part so that I could- The judgmental like, part? Yeah, a little bit so that I could just be what, I mean, it's hard to say what we are, but like kind of let the, um the better parts of me out the parts that were like too scared to come out when there was like that crazy uh crazy lady in there um yeah I I think it's also great that you took the initiative to like you saw something that you know you you kind of tackled these I don't know should I say issues um go for it yeah it's fine yeah I mean like I just think it's really I mean I just want to say that it's a really thanks Josh you know maybe somebody is listening and thinks hey maybe that worked for her Maybe I should do that because I think there are people out there who might not, who might, who might be struggling with certain similar things. For sure. I recommend it to everyone. Please, everyone. (laughs) I do actually, like, I, I'm trying to be a little better about it now because right when it first started working for me, I mean, I was lucky because it doesn't work for everyone. Lots of people have anxiety. Mm -hmm. They're on these things and it's still not helping them and they're on different. So it's not like I have the secret. Here you go. It's like, yeah, they know. But it's, um, it's something to, but, you know. To but yeah, try. no, I did spend a while trying to recommend it to most. Like, I was like, do you even mm-hmm. realize that there are people walking around? I had one friend actually who did, I think, start taking it, at least in part because I was like, this is amazing. I don't care anymore. Drugs about are amazing, things. guys. Yeah, drugs are the <laughs> best, guys. Um, but it, it was just like, do you realize that other people have been walking around all the time feeling like this? Like, there's of course they think the world is amazing they they feel fine about it like it's just so different yeah so uh, and it was it's nice to see um you know what things could be and I was very reluctant I thought like and it was partly just because I was like I can take care of this okay I just need to and I have like things that I'm doing now is I don't want to be on medication forever necessarily but like I don't Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna cut that part out. That's too much information. Um, (laughs) 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 But like, (laughs) uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So it's funny because the more you reveal, I think the more interesting it is. But oh, it's up to you. (laughs) I know it. It's true. Every time I say something, it's just I picture people hearing it, and I'm like, they don't. I don't. I mean, um, you need more drugs. Let's get, get this woman more I drugs. I need more. Yeah, I'm actually tapering <laughs> it off right now. That's probably part of the problem now. So yeah, because <laughs> in, 
initially I was like, okay, I can do all these other things. I know that what I need to do is just be able to like, if I have the perfect something, I thought there was like some perfect combination of a daily routine that would make everything okay. And, but the thing is like what I was trying for like 10 years and that didn't work. And um, like the lady who prescribed it to me, like the psychologist, not just some lady off the street, but she was like, listen, this, let's just look at the facts. You haven't gotten done what you need to get done. This was when I was still working on um, my, my thesis for my PhD. She was like, so this is a tool. People go on it for maybe six months to a year. It's a tool and see if it helps. If it doesn't, you just go off it. And I was like, yeah, I guess I can try it. Like I like trying new things. So, um, and the difference is insane. Like, so yeah, highly recommended everybody, please. If you have any anxiety, please take drugs. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, like there, there really shouldn't be a stigma. So hopefully, I mean, yeah. I'm not the first person. To yeah, to try, especially to you just know, try something. If it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Just you know? try it. It doesn't but... work. You stop. Like it, it, there's no, it's not addictive. <laughs> like you're okay. One of this podcast is yeah. to tell you to take drugs. Take drugs. Um, drugs you know, I feel very. You talk about this. I feel. <laughs> I've always felt. I guess pretty lucky that I, you know, I don't have any. I don't. I don't really suffer from anxiety. Hmm. Um, in that you know I. From, from, you know, I, I've had to empathize with other people who do to understand exactly how it can manifest itself. And when I do that, I'm like, wow, that's so insidious, uh, the, the mm, way anxiety it is works. Insidious. Yeah. That's yeah. A good so it's a good word for it, right? It's um, a good word. Yeah. Good job, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I like when I use a word that like, like just speaks to you and I can just so see perfectly. that smile yeah. on your face. You know, it makes me feel It good. makes I think it makes everyone feel good. I'm yeah, when I mean, you get the right word for something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's so saying. insidious. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Um, um, that is the well, way that... Yeah. Well, I, I think, think it's important for us yeah. without anxiety to empathize with people who, who, who do. And we have to, to actually see those signs and see how it manifests itself. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe you, don't, you won't like me tying this back, but I'll try you know, uh, you know, maybe, you know, our rigid definitions, you know, sometimes we're just going, oh, that person's an introvert, or that's just, you know, instead of recognizing that it, there might be something else going on, you know, For sure. uh, that being said, those two could be totally two separate things. You might be more introverted and have nothing to do with anxiety, you know, and then somebody else could just be dealing with a lot of anxiety and we're just labeling that person an introvert because we we want to we want to be really simple in our definition. We want to categorize people right. in a very simple way. Listen, yeah, categories are useful. I mean, this comes back to our work at the library because everything's categorized, yeah. right? Like you have fiction, nonfiction. You have all these categories that really like they're fairly meaningless overall. If you really look at anything, it, it's hard to actually put anything in a clear cut category. Um, and it's the same for people and the ways that we mm-hmm. use the words that we use to describe them. So of course, yeah, you can look at it as introvert. You can look at it as you don't know what it is in each case. And I mean, they're yeah. tools and they're useful for, to a certain extent to understand people, but it's not, it's never the answer to say, okay, so they're introverted. Yeah. I'm not, that's the answer to this question. Like, of course, I think we're always, always looking it. for those answers. Cause we need, yeah, we're, we're like, we want it. Beings, we're looking for patterns, we're pattern people. We're yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> we're looking for answers. We're looking to categorize because it yeah. makes us feel comfortable and it solves our 
cognitive dissonance and whatever. It's just you like know? you liking that word when you use the word insidious and we're like, oh, that's exactly what we're looking yeah. for. There's just something very satisfying about defining something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And when it I think, you know, when yeah. if we go back even to, uh, <laughs> you go back to like, like I studied psychology and, you know, Freud and all of them, they loved <laughs> categorizing things, even if it didn't make any sense. Yeah, especially him. I mean, <laughs> thank you, Freud, sense. for starting psychology Thanks, and getting Freud. us to where we are. But uh, almost everything yeah. he, almost everything yeah, that he came up with was over. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he would just, but he, he would just make all these. He just started categorizing everything, and and he would go, "Oh, you're this, and you're that." Yeah. Um, oh, the, you know, clearly this is because um, you want to have sex with your mother. I don't know. It's yeah, no, he clearly weird. had some stuff going on there that, I mean, and that's <laughs> like a, that's a good example of like him putting the way that he saw the world and being like, projecting. this is how it is. Yeah, exactly. He projected onto everybody else. Good probably. word. I liked that word too. <laughs> and I think also, to be honest, when we categorize, we are generally projecting because again, we see the world through our own, this yeah, lens, our own sure. lens, right? It's very yeah. hard to see through somebody else if you don't live their experiences. So I think it's always very important to just listen to what other people are saying when they tell you, believe people when they tell you how they feel and what they're going yeah. through, you know? Yeah, and it's it's hard, like, so, I mean, that's part of what, I like, I also hadn't really understood how people, I think I mentioned this last um, episode, like, how I would see people, like, being happy and I didn't understand like Mm -hmm. what are you guys skipping around for like there's the world is shitty like what are you doing but that's um but that's because I didn't understand what it was like to feel that lightness to feel that like um that I could just enjoy a social interaction without dissecting every bit of it or you know um yeah like because I hadn't experienced it myself it was so hard to see Mm-hmm. how other people could be like that because we just we look at other people and we see yeah we see other versions of ourselves like when we see how they act we judge them as if they were us right like so I'll exactly. see someone skipping yeah. around I'm like how can you skip around this is happening and it's like they're <laughs> not living the same reality as exactly you that empathy yeah. is part of that what we gain as we get older and part of you know right. us even in this podcast is trying to understand each other and not just our similarities but our differences and better to better understand the world throughout. This also takes me back to why I think it's important to, to, to if you really it. want to understand the world, you need I other agree. people in their perspectives in yeah. that regard. But not, not to negate what you were saying and why it's important also to have your space. But it just it made me think, I, I had a pretty big moment of awareness that came a little later than I would have liked it to, um, where, uh, and this happened even with my, I told you about my best friend, Roman, uh, in the mm-hmm. last episode. Um, I always had this belief that, you know, when something was working for me, clearly that would work for other people. So they clearly need to be more like me. You know, I used yeah. to just think, wow, I just have to, I just have to show them the way, you know, they're, the way they're doing it is clearly wrong because that, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work for me, you know? So, and I had to have this, uh, again, it, it, it came much later than I wanted in, in phases, I would say, in realizing, oh, you know, other people are different, even though we are a lot more similar than we are different, other people are different in, you know, not just what they prioritize, but what they, what works for them and what, for you sure. know, what affects them. Um, and we have to respect that, 
right? And you can let people be different, let people handle things in the way that they tell you sometimes that they uh, need things to be handled. You can like put your ideas out there uh, for them, but if they don't want to take it, you know, they might know what's best for them too, right? You don't always yeah. know what's better. I, I have friends that I remember, has this ever happened to you? I don't know, like, if you're this type of introvert, but I have like some introverted friends that they need. We're not all the same, Josh. <laughs> you know, they need their space in the sense that sometimes yeah. they need to like disconnect from the world oh, yeah. for a while, yeah. right? They need to, they need to recharge, as we say, right? Um, maybe for a week or two weeks and they don't want to answer your call. They don't want yep. to. Uh, I totally relate they don't to wanna, that. Yeah. 100% relate to that. And uh, what happens though with some of those friends who don't understand that? And I used to be one of those people probably that was like, what, what's wrong? You know, clearly something's mm -hmm. wrong. Like, hey, what, are you, do you not want to be friends? Like what's going on here? Do you not want to, you know, you reach out to someone mm -hmm. in these moments and they're just trying to like tell you, I'm sorry, I just needed some time away, some time, yeah. some space. And it's not personal, but it mm -hmm. feels personal, right? Right. And I, I had to grow and learn and now you know sometimes when my friends say hey uh i just need a week or i might not respond for but sometimes you might, might not even tell me but i can start to recognize mm -hmm. the signs of that happening and just give them that space and not judge them for it and then when they're when they come back it's and sometimes it's easy to conflate that with something else like if they're uh you know, as if, if, if it's a fellow writer friend, for example, right? A fellow filmmaker friend, we like to push each other to get our work done, mm. right? And that's, that can be a good thing. But I've learned it's a good thing when they're in the space for it, right? If they need that time to recharge, that's not when you should be pushing right. these things, right? So again, that's just part of as we get older and gaining empathy and learning how other people are different from us and we should respect that's just the way they are, you know, if they're introverted and they need that space and that time, that energy, give it to them as an extroverted friend. Yeah, that's good. You should write a little book on how to be a good extrovert friend. How about I just do a podcast with you? Oh, yeah, then, that works. And then we yeah. talk about it and then... <laughs> good call. Yeah, no, I think that's really, I think that's good. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily get to that point or like, like we were talking about before, it, they might still see it as like a bad thing that like, I mean, it, things are changing. It's not the same anymore the way it used to, but I mean, I can't tell you how many times my family is like, are you, you're just spending all your time. Like when I lived there or when I lived outside of the house, like you're alone all the time. Like you're just like hanging out in the basement or you're just uh, mm -hmm. hanging out in your apartment. Do you not see people? Do you not? I mean, now it's great. They're like, you're not seeing people, right? I'm like, I wasn't seeing people before. What are you worried about? But um but yeah, I mean, they were legitimately worry. And it's like, some of us are just like, like, yeah, <laughs> like your understanding of, yeah. of introverts should be, um, I hope that <laughs> it other people It took a while. That. It took yeah. too long, as I said. But also, <laughs> let's be fair. Sometimes there are um, similarities between the actions of an introvert and someone, let's say, who's really depressed or really, you know, that's the other thing. And you yeah. don't know, and it's hard to tell what that thing is, and you might assume the worst. So it's important. I guess it's good to just ask. Um, yeah, and actually, that's a really good point because, because uh, yeah, sometimes if someone isn't answering, maybe they're not okay, and maybe you don't know. 
And it's kind of, it's almost better to be wrong by trying to reach out. Uh, and maybe like, maybe they have to say like, oh no, I just need some space. But I mean, you're better off doing that than I would always assume everybody's fine. They just want their own time because like I did the opposite thing of you. I was like, oh yeah, they're just fine. They just don't. But sometimes people they'll let me. Do they'll let me know if there's a problem. I don't need to. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I don't want to annoy them. And it's like, you're not going to annoy them by checking in on them. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I, part, I don't know. Is that true? It. Do you ever get annoyed when people check in on you? Because I they feel like in? some people no. said, oh, I don't reach out to you, Josh, because I didn't want to annoy. I didn't want to bother. I mean, what do you bother no. me? Yeah, if no, it's not, me, please, it would never you know? bother me if I don't want to answer the phone. I don't answer the phone. Um, as long as they understand if I don't feel like talking for a while, that's great. I, I feel loved when I see like a text from someone or a, <laughs> a call, like that's fine. I feel um, yeah. that there's nothing wrong with that. I think as long as it's more just like long drawn out conversations or if they're checking me every day, it's like, all right, okay, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I have friends who, you know, I've sometimes I'll reach out and I'll be like I'm probably annoying them at this point sorry my cat is <laughs> trying to knock everything off of the desk you can't knock everything off the desk he's so cute he can and he will speaking of long drawn out conversations how long have we yeah. been how long has this been going for so this has been an hour and a half right now you know to to uh to wrap things up I don't know to wrap things <laughs> <Do you> up <laughs> introvert good extrovert also good. no 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 that's fine oh did you say also good yeah, also good. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to say introvert, good, extrovert. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm no, introverts bad. versus extroverts. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> I think we, we got into the nuance of it. I think that's the whole idea that there is a nuance and, you know, it's fun to label things, but, you know, underneath it all, there's, you know, there's just a lot more going on that is, uh, you know, as long as we have some empathy, we can, we can better understand each other. And extroverts and introverts can make great friends, clearly. So, yeah. And it's not like we need like your help. Okay. No, that was um, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to be honest though, <laughs> not to digress again, but I do actually appreciate an extrovert friend when I'm in an uncomfortable social situation. Cause I'm like, they'll just mm -hmm. do the work. They'll do the heavy <laughs> lifting of this. So what you're saying is that you might need the help of an extrovert here and there. Yeah. I guess I, but it goes I guess both I ways. That. Extroverts need the help of an introvert for when? When do you guys need the, our help? When I know. It's a I pandemic know. We and do. you need some tips on being alone. There you go. <laughs> exactly. During a pandemic, everyone's like, look to the introverts. Yeah, and we're feel. like, oh, we're finally like, we're finally. How being do you? How do you appreciate? You know, we we talked about how how sometimes you know, maybe introverts are, you know, what else could be going on there? You mm -hmm. know, for extroverts, maybe they all just like hate themselves. And Ooh, <laughs> they all, yeah. just, they all, they all just, just be asking to be them, what are you running people. away from? Yeah, you what do you, why do you hate being around yourself you? so much? Aren't you yeah. content with yourself? Yeah. Don't you love yourself? Oh, that's great. I should have brought that out. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> so, but I think the point is that it's, you know, none of these are simple answers, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun talking about it with you again, Aya. It's been it another great been episode fun. of Adulthood Friends. It sure was. <laughs> all right, until next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.